sit here lonely like a broken man. Sell my time and do the best I can. I was in balls that's surrounding me, but I don't want your sympathy. Yeah. to work again pains and blisters on my minds and my hands from living daily with those canvas bags thoughts of freedom they're driving me wild and i'll be happy like a newborn child we'll be together till you wait and see no more walls keep your All right, I guess that will go ahead and start. I mean, I'm being pre peer pressured over here by Bear 35. I don't really appreciate all this peer pressure going on in this group right now. But that was The Animals with one of my favorite songs with Inside Out. So how's everybody doing this morning? I thought I was going to go ahead and do it at 11. However, I couldn't wait any longer. I was getting anxious. My, my anticipation was building. So I decided, ah, fuck it. Let's go ahead and do it right now. That's what I think. I do have Twitter, Mr. Eric Kirk. My Twitter handle is, I'll put it in the, in the comments, but mine is Senor Tino. I don't know how, I mean, my wife is a, a senora. So I decided that I was going to you know, try to jock her style. So how's everybody doing so far? Hopefully everybody doing well. We'll go ahead and start the show officially now. So I've come to the conclusion that because of my work schedule, I won't be able to do a live every single day. I, although I would love to. I would love to do a live every single day, but that's just not possible. Be 
the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are going to be my days off starting next week. And I will probably start it on, well, either Wednesday or Thursday. We will, we'll check it out. Hey, no problem, man. The show is actually pretty cool. That's the first time I ever listened to that. I'm not, I don't, I haven't really done a lot of, or listened to a lot of live shows. And uh, Dina Joe, I believe that's her name, dropped in yesterday and was telling us about the show. And I said, hey, you know, let me let me check it out. Go ahead and uh, give it a little listen. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I liked the the flow of it. The energy was nice. There wasn't really much pausing or hesitation. Or hesitation. It was it was a pretty good show. I, I enjoyed it, man. You guys are doing a good job over there. Oh, hold on, my mic. Oh, there, there we go. Mic was coming loose. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. So today, man, I don't for all you sports buffs out there, I always like to read the sports since it's, it is the playoffs for Major League Baseball. I don't really follow all year long since 150-something games is a lot of games to keep track of. So I usually keep track of all of the, the interesting portions of, of the sports. So in this case, it's going to be playoffs. And for those of you who are Astros or Red Sox fans, the series is tied 2-2. The game last night or the night before was a really good game. Astros came from behind to end up beating the Red Sox to tie up the series. Tonight, they play on Fox Sports 1 at 4 p.m. Texas time. I don't know what time that is for the rest of the world. I just know that it's either it's either one hour, two hours, or one hour behind, ahead, or, <laughs> or everything is still the same. Uh, Dodgers versus Braves will also be on tonight, 7 p.m. Central. Braves lead the series two games to one, and I am very, very excited and hopeful that the Braves will eliminate the Dodgers. I have not been a Dodger fan for, for many, many, many years. Yeah, man, no problem. I, I will do. I will do the same. I'm still trying to get the whole the whole Twitter thing down. I haven't really been a big Twitter buff, so I'm. Uh... So I'm going to. Uh, I have to get more active now that I'm starting to grow and and be more out like an open butterfly instead of a a little cocoon. I have to I have to start learning how to use all those Twitter things. I, I use it to to retweet and and post funny things, but other than that, that's pretty much all that I do. I should start the squirrel saga on Twitter, though. For those of you who were in the show yesterday, the this, I think the squirrel saga would really take off in uh, on Twitter. The, I, I really believe people would be interested in knowing that I have a squirrel orgy in the corner of my house right now. And the goddamn things are still going at it. It's like they, they have... Thank you very much for sharing the show, Eric. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Welcome... I'm not even going to try to say that one. P-T-K-X-N-G-Y-X. I'm not even going to try to say it because I'll, I'll probably screw it up. Not probably. I know I will. But again, for those of you who were following my, my squirrel saga yesterday, man, last night, it's like, it's like these guys are, are literally hopped up on methamphetamine. They, they are uh, active, rambling, fighting and fussing all night long i get a break at around 6 a.m for some reason i guess they're all exhausted and worn out they have to refresh with some peanut butter jelly and some gatorade but these goddamn squirrels i don't know if they're squirrels or raccoons i don't know what they are but these little bastards are seriously seriously insane all goddamn night long 
I'm going to have to call Dina Joe. I think it was Dina Joe or someone else. I think it was the only, the only crazy lady. I think one of those gals mentioned that I have to call and ask for a trap. I think I need more than a trap, but here's my idea. I'm going to get like seven cats, stick them in this, in the, in my, inside of my house, wherever I can find the opening at and just hope for the best. Because I know eventually the cats will come out once they have done their, their duty, right? Right. At least that's what I think. Maybe I'm wrong. More than likely I'm wrong. I probably won't shove any cats in there. I don't think my wife would like that very much. <laughs> so back to the news. Uh, so I'm hoping that the Dodgers get eliminated. I don't like the Dodgers one bit. I've never, I haven't been a Dodgers fan since I think 1988 when they won the World Series. And the last time that I solidified that I didn't like the Bray or the, when I didn't like the Dodgers when my dad passed away uh, back when I was 12 years old. And it was at that time when I realized that my family had this evil, evil, nasty hold on me to where I was completely brainwashed into liking nothing but California teams. For some reason, it's like a staple in Mexican culture for you to automatically like the Dodgers and the Raiders. And yes, I'm guilty for liking both. I'm not denying that I was a Raiders fan, not once. I, I followed the Raiders actually really close. And then when I realized after like four felony uh, charges later, so for some reason I got a head tattoo, I just woke up one day and realized, damn, I didn't realize that just being a, a, a Raiders fan that all this stuff just comes standard. And when I stopped cheering for the Raiders, I realized, damn, I really don't like the Raiders because I'm tired of having felony charges following me everywhere I go. So I decided that I'm going to be a Cowboys fan. I mean, my wife was a Cowboys fan. She, I, I always followed the Cowboys uh, behind closed doors because they didn't want my family to know that I like the Cowboys. And this was back. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I appreciate everybody. Preachers, Coffee, Michael, thank you very much for joining. So now that I'm, a, I, I've been a whole lot, I've been a whole lot happier now ever since. I stopped cheering for the Raiders. And this was years, 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 years ago. Now I'm a Cowboys fan, and I'm very proud to say that I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, that, that was a crazy move, man. The, the, the running joke for, for the longest time, which was hilarious, was like, the Raiders... Everybody hates the Raiders so much that Oakland didn't even want to re renew the lease on them because they didn't like them. they didn't like the team either, so they got rid of them. <laughs> I don't know how true that rumor is. It just seems appropriate that that they uh, they got rid of the 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 Raiders. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, win, lose, or draw, Raiders or however the saying goes, win, lose, or draw, stab uh, uh, the opposing team in the neck or something like that. I don't know how the saying goes. However, they, uh, they brought in money. They brought in revenue. They brought in a lot of stuff for, for the city of Oakland. They did a lot of, I mean, they sold a lot of merch. I believe the last time I looked at the, at the sales statistics, I believe that the Raiders were actually one of the top selling merch teams in NFL. Even, even just, I think they were like right neck and neck with the Super Bowl champions. I can't remember who it was for what year I looked it up, but they sell a lot of merch. I mean, a ton, a ton of merch. But I mean, I, when I when I was over the road for a little while, I drove by the Coliseum in Las Vegas, and that is is it when it, it was almost done when I drove by, 
And that stadium is really, really nice. I mean, they Las Vegas hooked them up. Hell, I jumped ship for a brand new, a brand new stadium as well. I mean, they were sharing it with the o- the Oakland Athletics, I believe. And then Candlestick wasn't Candlestick with San Francisco Niners and the Giants, or did they finally get? Oh no, the Giants went to the Cove, so they got rid of the of Candlestick Park. So I believe now they left that dusty old stadium, and that stadium is old to the San Francisco 49ers now. I believe. Okay, I haven't I haven't really followed up on that. <laughs> yes, Bear 35, I am a traitor. You know that very well. You and I used to cheer for the Raiders at the same time. And uh, I decided to break free and, uh, and free myself of the burdens of, of the Raiders. Oh, that earthquake! That earthquake was crazy, damaging in '89. I was watching some a documentary and some pictures, and not pictures, but some news reports on that. And holy crap, that city just got completely leveled. It was insane how bad Candlestick got it was was jacked up that time. All right, so let me see. So who's in here for, if anybody follows the ML or the Major League Baseball for the playoffs, who's, who do you think is going to win? Astros or Red Sox? Dodgers or Braves? Who do you think is going to be in the World Series? My prediction, I mean, yes, my prediction is a little biased, but I want the Red Sox, I'm sorry, I want the Astros and the Braves to play in the World Series. That, that's my prediction. The, I, I mean, I, I figured that the Dodgers were going to be dominating the, that they were like they were last year. And Red Sox, I was actually kind of shocked for them to to play so well. They they seem like a pretty tight team right now. However, I just want the Astros to win. Oh man, that was a great series between the the Braves and the New York Yankees. That was an, an amazing World Series that when they played, it was whoo, that was nuts. I think was that the year where Jim Larritz ended up being the hero and hitting that home run and winning one of the games, like one of the deciding games to to have the Yankees win one of their first World Series in, in, a, in a long time. Because, I mean, that was in 99. That was when Paul O'Neill, uh, Bernie Williams, uh, Tino Martinez, they, those were all the, the, the OGs that were still playing during that time. And I think Jim Lairds hit one of the deciding game-winning home runs. It was insane. So let's go ahead and uh, let's get some some uh, some jumping, some some entertainment, some some good vibes in this in this group chat. We're gonna cut for our first little break. And this song is "You Know You Want Me" by Pitbull.
ponte a jugar. Stick to the sack on my way to the top. Yeah. Pit got it locked from goose to the locks. Yeah. RIP, a big impact. That he's not, but damn, he's hot. <laughs> Label flop, but Pit won't stop. Got her in the cockpit playing with this. <laughs> now, watch me make a movie like Albert Hitchcock. <laughs> Enjoy me. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed that little clip by Pitbull. He's always been a pretty good artist. Some of his songs, his early stuff was really good. Back as soon as he got a little bit, I mean, I think it was for a lot of good artists. So those of you who are in the group right now, name a handful of artists, if you can, on who would be, who can still make good music as they get older. Welcome, Dina Joe. How are you doing this wonderful morning? Great show, by the way. You two really did really well. It was really, It was quite enjoyable. So one of my one of my top pit, top picks for one of the bands that are just ageless that continue making good music. Number one, of course, would be the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones, when they came out with that blues album, that a few years back, I bought the album because I was I was really really excited when it came out, and I jammed it for from I mean, from beginning to end. And I hardly ever jam out out. And, and I and what was sad is I think I actually bought the CD. Let me see. Blue and Lonesome was the name of the album. And that was a, like I said, that was released just a few years ago. And that was, that was a really, really, really good album. I was, I was quite impressed and very happy with the jamming of that album. So on some news highlights today, one of the things that I saw that I was really, really pleased about, but curious on why it took so long to get him convicted. We have uh, Nicholas Cruz who pleads guilty to 17 counts of murder for the 2018 Parkland shooting. Cruz, 23, also pleaded guilty to 17 counts of attempted murder in connection with the deadliest high school shooting in recent history. What I don't understand is why is, I mean, there was all the evidence there. Everyone showed it. Everyone knew he was there. But it ta it, it's taken this long for him to get convicted. I, I don't understand our justice system. I never will. But I'm glad he pleaded guilty now because he pleaded guilty. He's going to get like five, 10 years in prison for some for some something that's really tragic and really bad. I mean, my heart goes out and condolences to anyone who's ever suffered anything related to a school shooting or any sort of unfortunate incident that's occurred that's, that was that devastating to the people surrounded or involved in such horrible atrocities. But at least he's at least he's at least he's being taken for it. How many of you guys in here in the in in the group? In the, in the show right now, are you guys for or against capital punishment? I'm kind of torn on this. I mean, I'm, I'm left or right. It doesn't matter. I just, me personally. For me personally, I just, I just think that uh, it all depends on how the severity of the, of the crime. That's my personal thing on capital punishment. I mean, if it, if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it has to be without a doubt, like 100% reason, without a reasonable doubt, 1,000% evidence showing that the person is, is truly guilty for what has been committed. I agree with you 100%, Dina Joe. If it's without a shadow of a doubt that the individual is guilty of a horrific crime, then I think capital punishment is appropriate. So other things in the news for how have, has any has anybody watched the Dave Chappelle 
his new stand-up on Netflix that just aired a few days ago. I haven't been able to watch it, but apparently it's one of the most controversial stand-ups that he's done to date. I don't know what the whole thing was. I understand he made some what sounded like transphobic comments. I don't know exactly. Again, I haven't listened to, I haven't, I haven't listened or watched to the special, the special yet, but apparently he went off on, on trans, the trans community, which doesn't make any sense. It's like, my whole deal is like, if you're, if you're, how, how are you bothered by someone else living their own life? That's, that's one of my biggest questions about people who are phobia, who are, who are phobic of any sort of, issue that doesn't relate to them directly. But apparently, Mr. Ted Sarandos of Netflix, I, get, I believe he's the CEO, he sided with Dave Chappelle saying what he did or what he said wasn't as bad as people perceived. So because of that, we're standing with Dave Chappelle. Well, apparently, a lot of his workers in Netflix decided that they were going to organize a walkout because of uh, their CEO siding with Dave Chappelle. And so he ended up retracting and saying, I screwed up. Sarando's comments come at the eve of a planned employee walkout at Netflix organized by trans and LGBTQ staffers, content creators, and allies. One hundred percent true, Dean. I mean, it seems like the older comedians just can't get out of that bubble in that space and realize, you know, back then, old school, new school doesn't matter. Hurtful words are hurtful words, and unfortunately, with the with the increase issues that that have been happening with with people's choices, it just doesn't help. It, it just it just doesn't help put out the fires, and that's that's unfortunate. I just wish that. People just minding their own business and just live their life and don't didn't worry about other people. But I think that's too much to ask right now. So on a lighter side of news, we have New Zealand cities. <laughs> when I read this headline, I was cracking up. It just it had me laughing so bad. New Zealand city officials, New Zealand city's official wizard has been taking off its payroll. The city council in Christchurch is redistributing its tourist funding, which means the wizard is getting a pink slip how do you apply for that job? Could you imagine? Thank you very much for, for sharing the show, everybody. I appreciate you. What, what create what's crazy is that how do you even apply to be the city's wizard? You just walk in and say, yo, I'm a wizard. I have the hat and the wand. Let's get down to business. I know a few spells here and there. Boom. What's in my left hand? Nothing. Now it's in my right hand. Am I hired? How do you even go for a job interviews to become a wizard and get put on a payroll and then get fired? I mean, if as a wizard, you would think that you'd be able to see that coming or <laughs> you'd be able to put like some, some sort of spell so you can keep your job. I guess when wizards aren't safe in this world, you know, shit, you know, shit is, is, is all bad when a, when a wizard gets fired from his day job. I wonder what his night job is. I mean, you wonder... I bet you that wizard is selling some badass drugs too. He has to be. I mean, what else? How, how else is he supplementing his income? What do you think now that he, now that the wizard of New Zealand has been fired? What do you think he's going to be doing for a side job? I mean, what other skill, relatable skill should he have? Maybe a welder. 
I think I'm pretty sure he might be a male escort. I'm looking at the picture of him right now. He looks pretty grubby. He looks pretty rugged. He might be, he might just be able to do that. Times are tough. Casting spells on the ones who fight. <laughs> yep, Dita Joe. That's what I would be doing. I would take every single one of their employee pictures and put them in a pot and just start casting spells left and right. Boom, you have scabies. Boom, you have crotch critters. Boom, you're deaf in your left ear. Boom, you have snot coming out your nose. Oh, I just start dropping spells left and right. It, I mean, it, it, you, can't, you can't fire a wizard and not expect any sort of repercussion, right? I mean, that's what I would think. <laughs> oh my gosh. So another funny thing, when I, when I, when I was a heavy drinker, I drank, I was, uh, I was pretty much an alcoholic for about eight years. Yep. Revenge. I was, I was an alcoholic for about eight years, eight, nine years, and I drank really heavy. And the funny thing is, I mean, there's nothing funny about being an alcoholic. If you are having issues, please seek some help. You know, it's, it's better for your health. But one of the funniest headlines that I just read right now, and I can 100% see myself doing this. In Turkey, drunk man, reported mis <laughs> drunk man who was reported missing joins his own search party. Behan Mutlu's wife called authorities after he went drinking with a friend. Luckily. The gentleman was able to find himself. <laughs> how, do you, how do you go on a search party and not realize you're searching for yourself? It's like, hey, man, can I see that? Can I see that picture of the guy again? And they show him the picture and they're looking at him. They're all, he, <laughs> the guy's all, holy shit, man, that looks just like me. I know what to look for now. Welcome, Morningstar. How are you? So, I mean, the thing is, so you... <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me this is not the first, this is not the first time that, that someone was so drunk that they went out looking for themselves. This is, this is a common occurrence when it comes to people looking for themselves. I mean, that, that, that takes on a whole new literal meeting for me now. Is it, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go search for myself. Oh man, you know, you have some inner demons to work out. You need to find out who you are. No, 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 I'm literally lost. And I have no idea where I'm at. So I'm going to go join the search party to find myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> oh, shoot, that's, I, I think I, I'm now tempted just to organize a search party for myself now, just for the fun of it. Say, hey, we're looking for this guy and show an old outdated picture of myself. I wonder if I can cash in on my own, on my own prize, on my own uh, reward. Maybe, uh, maybe I can actually get some, uh, some extra money here. <laughs> oh my gosh. So thank you for everyone who's just joining the show. I appreciate everyone who's joining in. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. Let's listen to Mad Caddy's Backyard. Thank you. 
do you come from? You're troubled by the world and your situation. Can you justify what's so clear in your eyes? The operator is gone. The way I talk to pressure, you still don't understand. That the plots of your life was built by your own hands. You never get the maze of your medicated haze. Well, the operator is gone. You gotta give for your disease. Grow it in your backyard. Whoa. You got the answers that you need right up in your backyard. Whoa. Do you feel right? You only complicate it through your Western midsize. Can you justify what's so clear in your eyes that you don't want to go on? Through all your contemplation, you haven't found a way. You want salvation, the start of a new day. Know your feet are pain as you walk alone, and you just want to go home. You got a gift for your disease, growing in your backyard. Whoa, you got the answers that you need. Right up in your backyard. Whoa, you got a gift for your disease. Growing in your backyard. Whoa, you got the answers that you need. Right up in your backyard. Whoa. All right, that was Backyard by the Mad Caddies. I actually saw that band live and they put on a really, really good show. I saw them actually at the amphitheater. What is that called? The White. White River, I think it is, over there in Auburn. Woody Bush, welcome to the show. Morningstar, welcome to the show. Yeah, exactly like Ska. I love Ska. So when I was, when I was looking for some, some uh, headlines to read today in the show, I came across, yeah, I came across one of the most awesome stories so far this morning i mean aside from aside from the the breaking news that my squirrels are probably literally on meth and having mad crazy drug orgies in my in my roof and in my walls right now i don't think that's breaking news but one of the best news that i've heard or that i read was boston high school forced <laughs> boston high school forced to use party bus with stripper stripper poles for field trip after the original, more traditional school bus fell through, teachers at the Brook Charter School were forced to improvise. Okay, hold on. First of all, I guarantee you that whoever decided to use a party bus for a field trip only did it to A, find their wallet or purse that they left on the bus from the night before, B, had to recover some panties, some boxers, or a phone that they left in the party bus and decided to mask it and hide it as, yo, we have no other option but to use a party bus. Now, what in good sense would somebody say, yeah, this bus has a, has a stripper pole in it? Send it. We're going to put this up with a bunch of horned up teenagers and try not to have them get over, <laughs> overly excited and have that one class clown try to do some sort of pole flip and bust his head and, and <laughs> making him a complete ass out of himself in front of all of his peers. I mean, there's Orange Belt. I mean, I don't know about in California or in, in Texas or in Washington, but I know in California they had the Orange Belt bus and they have buses similar to that. I'm pretty sure they could have rent that if not borrowed another bus from another school district. 
they really had to go with the party bus with a with a stripper pole in the middle of it. You know, funny note is that I actually, which is this isn't a true story at all, but I actually at one point in time considered being a male stripper. I mean, the, the, me considering to be a male stripper when I was a kid that that was actually a, a, a true deal. However, I never I never succeeded or fulfilled my my stripping dream. Number one, I don't have the talent. Number two, I don't have the moves. And number three, I don't have good enough coordination to pull off some of the amazing moves that, that strippers pull off. Allegedly. I mean, I've never been to a strip club, nor have I seen, I just, I just know what I've seen on TV and after school specials, but I always wondered what it would be like to be a male stripper until I realized that male strippers actually, well, a lot of them actually take off their clothes and show their ding ding and they're flipping around like a helicopter. I'm afraid back then again, this, I was young. I was back in high school when I was thinking about this. So being when I was under the influence of some illegal narcotics, I, in my mind, envisioned or envisioned if I'm doing a helicopter toss with my ding ding, it's going to fly off and probably hit someone in the forehead. And now I'm going to be sued for sexual assault, even though I literally didn't do anything but fling my ding ding around is like a helicopter. That's that that was my thought. As when I was in high school, so that's why I never proceeded with my, with my, with my, uh, stripper dream. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. That's a, that's one of those deals where should I have gone through with it? I mean, I'm sure I would have, if again, I'm not, I'm not a coordinator. I can't dance well enough. I, I was so, I was so bad at dancing. I still am, is that my only move is to wiggle my hands and my arms back and forth and kind of sway, but not move my feet. Because if I move my feet, I'm going to get out of step and completely lose my rhythm and screw up the entire, the, the entire flow and enjoyment of, of, the, of the dancing. That's, a, that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, yeah, I've tried dancing like Ocholo. I even messed that up. I tried it with my elbows up. I ended up hitting someone in the neck and almost got into a fight. That they went all bad. I can't lean like a cholo. You know what I mean? I, I can like bob my head like a cholo, but it just looks after a while. Might as well might as well just uh just just sit down and mind my own business. That's why I got into heavy metal and punk rock, because you can literally dance like a fool and people think you have the freshest dance move on the floor and everyone's gonna enjoy it. And, and, and liking it and, and join you. You can literally punch someone in the head and people think you're dancing really well. Are any of my sound effects playing? I can't hear any of my sound effects. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. No, I can't hear them on my end, so. Okay, well, then I apologize for the random laughter and the crow that I just pushed because I, uh, I was just testing them out and I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> no, okay. Now, for everyone who's in there, I, I cannot be the only one in this group that, that actually thought about one day, maybe, maybe becoming a stripper. I know very well when someone was taking a hard-ass test when they were in their finals and they knew they were going to bomb the final, that they were going to say, yo, 
I think I can be a stripper. Oh, come on. You're going to leave me on the wind like that, both of you? Oh, okay. I see how it is. I mean, it's not common for a guy who wants to be a stripper, but I seriously thought about becoming a stripper when I was in high school. So, I mean, it was either that or be a drug dealer. And I ended up being a drug dealer because, again, I can't dance. And I figured, well, I might as well just sell dope. That way people can, I can think I'm cool one way or the other. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Another another thing that was very interesting in the news today, Michigan parents owe son $30,441 for tossing out prized porn collection. U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney ruled that David Working's parents had no right to throw out the collection of films, magazines, and other items. Okay, first of all, what in the world kind of porn collection did homeboy have where it was worth $30,000 from when I read more in the article, allegedly this gentleman, Mr. David working said that he had collectible items, rare porno pornographic movies that were worth a lot of money. Number one, why is the, why is dude still, I mean, he was in his thirties. This guy was in his thirties. Still living with his parents, his parents found it and called it was disgusting. It was absurd, obscene, and threw out his tapes and DVDs. Okay, number one, if you're living with your parents and you're 30-something years old, you still have to follow the rules and regulations, although you are an adult. I understand that. Yes, 100%, Barry 35, I agree with that 1,000%. You're in their house, their rules, they have... They have the right to say what goes in, in and out of their house. But to sue your own parents for $30,000? Come on now. Dina Joe, when I was younger and I was trying to purchase DVDs, or actually not even DVDs, when I purchased a, a, porno, a pornographic video cassette, a VHS, back when I was a wee little lad, I paid $21.00. For over four hours of hardcore uh, pornographic scenes and, and activities. Four hours. 100%. If you're going to have that much porn in the house, and I asked you not to have it in there, then you got to go. It's either you got to go or your porn has to go. You can't have both of them in the house at the same time. But yes, they the video cassettes are expensive. So my question is, how in the hell... You're not going to be able to have a house, but you can have $30,000 worth of porn, but you can't rate your own apartment. I don't see the, I don't see the problem with, with, uh, with them throwing out his porn. I mean, according to the parents, they've asked him repeatedly to not bring that garbage and that smut back in or into their home. Apparently he's had it in there once or twice before they didn't like it and they got rid of it. And he was very upset and sued the parents for 30000 and won. That, that, that's, that's, that's what blows my mind, is that they actually, he actually won the lawsuit for the parents throwing out $30,000 worth of porn from their house. 
That is Jesus Christmas. You know, and again, okay, I have nothing against porn. I really don't. I mean, we I, I've watched it, of course, as a kid and as an adult out of curiosity. But to have thirty thousand dollars worth of it and call it collectors, I collect collectors editions and collectibles and shit that's valuable and hard to reach. That's oh man, that's a different story. I think that's a different obsession. I mean, everybody has their own little hobbies, but for to collect that crap, that's a lot of stuff. And I'm I, I don't have the attention span to watch something like that over and over and over and over. I, I just don't. I need I need new new stuff, new material. Thirty thousand dollars is way too much for me to spend on that stuff, though. So a lot of people in here, if not a lot of people, but a couple of people here. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, when from what I was reading was that he proved it by <laughs> he had several receipts and wrote down in notebook what each each video and DVD cost him, what year it came out. So it was almost like he was a hobbyist when it came to collecting porn. But I don't, I don't understand. I mean, you, you can own a million dollars worth of porn, but if you're in someone else's house and they ask you not to bring it in there and you disobey that, they throw it out. You, you can't get mad over it. You can't sue somebody. It just, that doesn't make any sense. There was another one, I believe, I can't remember what, what, what state it was, but another 30-year-old guy who was living with his parents sued his parents or tried to sue his parents for giving birth to him without his consent. So let me, let me slow that down and let me repeat that. Cause I kind of stumbled it and I blinked like about 97,000 times. This 30 year old guy or this 30 year old gentleman tried to sue his parents for giving birth to him without his consent. I mean, the, the way I sum it up, look, man, if you're, if you're that desperate to where you need to sue your parents to get a buck, <laughs> I think you're going about life completely, completely wrong. If you have to try to sue someone for that, for that reason, that's insane. I mean, I, I understand, you know, you, you have stuff needs to be, stuff needs to be consensual and all that stuff, but to give birth, come on, man, you're, you're literally getting life. They're bringing your life literally into this world and you're going to sue them. It just sounds like they're just a miserable, miserable prick. If, if you're going to sue your own parents for giving you life, that, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Lee, now we're going to take another quick little break. We're going to, we're going to listen to Toby Keith, get drunk and be somebody. Check for right it. Weekends here. Good God Almighty. 
stare at a beauty boutique just blowing and going till she did on her feet. They walk her right in and sit right down. She gives them what they want and then she spins them around. Hey, I don't think they even know her name. How week long she's a real nobody, but I just picked her up and it's big check for riding. Weekends here, good God Almighty, baby, let's get to rock and be some. All right, Mr. Toby Keith, get drunk and be somebody. So we were on the topic of moose yesterday. I believe, yeah, we were on the topic of moose yesterday. That, that was a part of the whole stretch your, your, with raccoons and, and other great things of the conversation we had yesterday on, on the test live. But apparently there was a moose or a deer walking around with the tire for like two, three years, and they finally removed the damn tire. If it was... If it was a moose, I could understand them taking so long to to take off the uh, the tire off of the the damn thing because apparently moose are really aggressive. In Alaska, there's been several people to get murdered by, by moose. Is it moose, meese, mooseses, meeseses? What, what? How do you how do you say the plural on that? I believe it's just moose. I, I might be wrong. I usually am wrong. Moose. I, I believe it's moose. Because I know it's octopus. It's octopi. Yeah, but, but Bear35, we we're just talking about consent. You can't, you can't trank a moose without its consent. Just like that, you can't give birth to somebody without their consent, man. Come on. Oh my gosh. How's everybody's morning going so far? Hopefully for those of you who are driving, hopefully your commute is nice and, and nice and chill. For those of you who live in the Pacific Northwest who have to take the five, I feel sorry for you. And I do apologize for your ridiculous long drive because I hated the five going through Seattle, going through Bellevue all the way up to, uh, what is that called? Uh, Marysville. And Bellingham, yeah. Once you got past all those, it was a great drive. But going from, actually, even from south of Tacoma on the 5 all the way through Seattle and all the way up through Bellevue, that was just the most insane drive I've ever taken. I mean, we have traffic here in Texas, but, well, in Dallas and Houston, it gets pretty bad. But I don't know. It's just that something different about that Pacific Northwest traffic, I'm telling you. What are, the, what are some of the weird things that people, when you were told, it's moose, right, Morningstar? That's what I thought. I thought it was moose. Because it's cact, it was cactus is cacti, not cactus. This is, it's cacti. Octopus is octopi. Moose is just moose. Hey, Sarah from Toronto. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you. Morningstar. I like that. I like that, that, uh, that handle. 
So what are some of some what are some of the weird things that you were told when you were a kid? When I was a kid, one of the weirdest things that I was told by my mother, which I mean, growing up in a in a Mexican family, oh, I have to today's my last day off as well, Sarah. I go back tomorrow night to continue my wonderful graveyard shifts. I'm a graveyard warrior. That's why I named myself the graveyard grumbler. <laughs> but when I was younger, one of the one of the silliest things I was told was that if you if you if you chew your gum and swallow your gum, you are going to end up clogging your your intestines and you're not going to be able to poop because of all the gum that's built up and stuck inside of your your stomach. I don't know how true that is. I try to look that up, but the only thing that I've really looked found on swallowing your gum would be stomach pain. And of course, it takes a while for your stomach acids and everything to get rid of the gum. But I mean, I actually stopped chewing gum for the longest time because I was afraid, which is, which is ironic because I stopped, I stopped chewing gum so much because I didn't want to swallow it and then have all that other stuff. But then I ended up doing drugs because that was so much better for my body, right? <laughs> I don't know where the I don't know where the logic or the or the handoff on that was, but it was it, it was uh it, it was one of those things where hey if you do this it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those uh, eating watermelon seeds yeah that's another one eating watermelon seeds will grow watermelon in your belly that is one thing that I was told as well so I'm over here acting like I'm a machine gun when I have 87 watermelon seeds in my mouth and just and just flip them out everywhere. My, my, my siblings hated it so much. That was a, that was one of the things I really, I really need to learn how to multitask. Cause as soon as I start trying to type something, I stop read, I stop talking because my hand and my mouth can't move simultaneously at the same time. For some reason, I think I'm broken. But there was another one where one of the wives' tales that we were told in, in Mexican culture was that, well, my mom, I don't know if it's a wives' tale, or I don't know what, but if you're pregnant and there is an eclipse, you would have to put, wear a red shirt, put a safety pin on your belly, and like, what did my mom say? It was something like put on sunglasses and look not directly at the moon. And if you if you did that, if you didn't do any of that, then the magnetate the 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 mag the, the I can't even say that the the waves from the from the moon would be would, would destroy would, would confuse your kid and flipping their brain right side or the, the wrong way, making them believe that night is day and day is night. So you'd have to put a safety pin on your shirt or on your belly, wear a red shirt. Uh, turn your back towards the away from from the full moon and you'll be all right but if you didn't do that then you'd be all jacked up hold your breath when driving by a graveyard or else the spirits will enter your body through your mouth i have never heard that one that one okay so for the for those of you who are into the creepy and and the and the macabre and the bizarre how many of you would actually now see me because I'm just I I'm I'm not I'm not very <laughs> I, I don't use my common sense a lot of time but I would literally try to take a deep breath with my mouth wide open to where my mouth gets so dry I would need like four cups of water just to remoisten it just to see 
if I would actually have a spirit enter me. But knowing my luck, a goddamn spirit would be an asshole and like teabag me as I'm driving through the graveyard with my mouth open or like probably stick a butt cheek on my face while my, while my mouth is wide open, giving me a little whoopsie right on the, right on the lips or something. See, so I, I, I probably, okay, I'm going to change my mind. I wouldn't do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get teabagged by a spirit as I'm going through the, through the graveyard. <laughs> I mean, that would, that would be my luck right there is that the, the, some asshole, some asshole spirit would just say, oh, look, this guy didn't listen to the rules. Let's, let me take care of him and just boop, right, right there as I'm driving through. And yeah, that's, that's all bad. Yeah, you know, I'm going to change my mind on that one. I'm not going to drive through the, through the graveyard with my mouth open. Sarah, I think I'm going to go ahead and keep my mouth closed on that one. <laughs> That would, that would be, that would be my luck. Another wives tale that I was told by my mom. My mom is so funny. When she comes to visit me here in Texas, her and I go back and forth all day long on my day off when, when she's here. Cause I just, I just challenge her on her ridiculous wives tales. Another one that she told me was that when you're at the dinner table, you're not allowed to sing at the dinner table. Cause if you're singing at the dinner table, then you're inviting the devil in and you're going to sing with the devil as you're having dinner. Cause Apparently it's, it's the heathen's way. If you sing and eat at the, if you, if you sing while eating at the dinner table. So me being me, I intentionally sing. And I always ask my mom if she wants to join us and join me in the sing along. And she just looks at me with, I'm going to beat your ass eyes. And it's one of the greatest things ever. But I asked her, what did you, where did, who came up with, if I sing at the dinner table, I'm inviting the devil to join me and we're going to sing, we're going to have a duet all because I started singing at the dinner table. That doesn't make any sense to me. So I challenged her on that. Another one is that if you take a bath at midnight or after, you're actually taking a bath with the devil. So number one, I'm starting to believe that my mom might be a Satanist because everything that, that she talks about re has to do with the devil or some sort of evil entity that's going to come and take my soul. You're absolutely right, Bear 35, the owl, the lechuza. In, in Mexican culture, the owl, we have different color owls or different things are, are, for the different color owls, we have different reasons and meanings for them. The white one being a witch that's going to come and it's going to come and get you. If you see a black one, you're supposed to die right on the spot. If you see a black owl, then that means your, your life is over which scared the absolute shit out of me. So every time I went outside when I was a little kid, I would take off running as fast as I could just to get past the owls and I wouldn't see anything. And whenever I heard an owl, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that, that would be it. It, it, would be, it would be over because I knew for a fact that I was going to get taken away by the owl and probably turned into a pellet. That was, that, that was, uh, that was guaranteed for me that I was going to be turned into a pellet all because my mom scared the shit out of me. The, back to the taking a bath with, with the devil. Why would I, why would that, why would you even tell a small child that look, man, if you, if you take a bath at midnight, you're going to be taking a bath with the devil. And that's one of the biggest things that, that stopped me and prevented me from taking a bath when I was a little kid. I don't take baths even now. I, the last time I had taken a bath, I believe I was under 10 years old. I think I was about eight, eight or nine was the last time I had taken a bath. And because of that, I, I had taken a bath 
I tried to take a bath around 10 or 11 o'clock at night. We had just came back from party. I was tired. I wanted to relax my bones. You know, I wanted, I wanted to treat me, you know, look at my, look for my health. I had the cucumbers cut up. I was going to put them over my eyes. I put some bubble bath in there. I had some uh, Marvin Gaye smooth jazz mix going on. And I was sitting there. My mom's like, yo, it's 11 o'clock. If you get in that bathtub, you're going to uh, take a bath with the devil. And of course, I'm looking at her like, what the fuck? I mean, I didn't say what the fuck because my mom would have smacked me right in the mouth. But I looked at her and I was like, no, I, I mean, for reals, are you? No, I mean, you, you, I mean, you have to be on. I mean, are you, are you really telling me that the devil's in the bathtub right now if I get in there? Because I already set the water up. I mean, I, I even have my Scooby-Doo floaty in there and my, and my scuba diver ready to play. And now you're telling me that the devil's in there? Nah, I, yeah, I'm, that's the last time I'm taking a bath. And so from then on, I took some of the, the shittiest showers because I figured 100% that, that the devil's going to come and fuck me up all because my mom scared the shit out of me. So now I don't take baths now. And there's times where I really want to, want to get, a, get in the bath, you know, after a long day's work. When I lived in the Pacific Northwest, after, a night, after one of those shitty, rainy, cold, snowy, sleet days, I just wanted to get in the bathtub and just kind of relax and chill. But thanks to my mom... There was no way that I was going to get into the tub after that. I mean, there was no satisfaction in wanting to get into a tub after that. And that would segue into this next song that we're going to be playing. We're going to play the Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. We are back. Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. For the longest time, I didn't want to listen to any Rolling Stones songs. I had no, no desire at all. Then I realized, damn, that's a really badass band. 
I'm pretty sure that sooner or later I'm going to get hit with with some guideline violations because I keep playing music here in the in the live, and, and I'm I'm fully ready for that. So I, I what I want to do, my plan is I want to start a separate radio station to where I can actually play music freely without the threat of being hit for copyright or something. But until I get that letter or that warning, we're going to keep jamming out. <laughs> what are some What are some other weird tales that you some wise tales or some Scare tactics. Because I mean, that's all they were. They were scare tactics all for all the scare kids into obeying and listening and not giving the parents any trouble. I, I mean, when we say so, we've had the yeah, all urban legends. You know, that, that, that's actually going to be one of the things that, that I was going to speak on during one of the podcast episodes. But now that I have a live and I have some peer, some here. How many people actually believe in Bigfoot? I know this is a, one of those those topics that are just get beaten down. I mean, the 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 topic is is so so over talked about or so over over uh, discussed that people seriously want Bigfoot to exist. I don't believe Bigfoot exists either. With the way the the, the deforestation and and the way that we've been de destroying regular habitat. I think we would have found that little fucker years ago. There'd have been no way. And especially if uh, stuck in, in the Pacific Northwest or Canada or any out there, there would, the, the, the goddamn Sasquatch Bigfoot dude would have been shot. He would have been hunted, skinned, and he would have been made a rug somehow, especially down here in Texas or the South. There would have been no way he would have survived. The only way that I think Bigfoot would have or can survive is down in California because you can't hunt in California very freely. Pacific Northwest, you can hunt all day, every day. So I believe in certain parts of Canada as well. Of course, here in Texas in the South, it's just free range. You can, you can pretty much do what, what, it, what it is that you want as far as hunting. But I don't, I don't believe Bigfoot is a real thing. There's no way that there's, there's not enough evidence. So, be, now, so on that note, what do you think are the pictures that are being shown? Because, I mean, we've all seen those, those gritty pictures where Bigfoot is running away or he's just kind of casually walking around saying, ha, ah, fuck you guys, you're never going to catch me. Or do you think it's just some vagrant mountain man who's just who's learned to, to adapt? And yes, exactly, Sarah, that was my next question. Is it an actual, an, an ongoing hoax that has just been going for decade after decade for after decade? That's what I'm thinking, too. One of the one of these days, the one of those guys in one of those apes, one of those ape costumes are going to get shot. It's going to be all bad. It's going to be a bad day for them. You know, you know, you know, it's going to be a hoax when you see when when you see Bigfoot walking around with the hunter's vest, the big orange one that says "Don't shoot, <laughs> protect the wildlife." <laughs> the one the one urban legend that I really wanted to believe in was the Loch Ness monster. I so so want to believe in that. But I don't think he's true either. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't think that the Loch Ness monster. See, when the, what's funny is that when I was a kid, again, this is all when I was a kid. So I mean, you, it's funny now. But when I was when I was a child, when I was a youngster, when I was a wee little grumbler. I honestly believed and thought this. So yes, everybody prepare prepare to laugh and 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 get get a get a rise at what I'm gonna say, because 
it's pretty goddamn funny what I say. Now, when I was a kid, I seriously, <laughs> I seriously, seriously believe that whatever animal you have, and depending on what, what part of the country you're in or what part of the world you are in, that animal would make their noise in that, <laughs> in that accent. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So when you had a dog, and if a dog was in England, it would bark with an English accent, you know, like bark, bark. So when, okay, now, now I understand, I know you guys are laughing right now, because I'm laughing too. And like, I'm trying so hard to stay together and keep, and keep my story out before I start busting up laughing. But I seriously thought that when I was a kid, when I was a kid, that these animals would actually make their, their noise in, in their respective countries, the language or accent. So I would think that because the, the Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, is 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 uh, in whatever I believe. Where where do they find Nessie? Is is Nessie out there in Ireland, in in uh, Scottish, in Ireland, in those little in those islands out there? Because I believe that's where that's where they're from. So I always I always believe that when they found Nessie, they, that Nessie would be screaming and hollering in a scottish accent thank you thank you okay that's what i thought sarah i, I thought that he was they, they were from scott from scotland so i was so excited so whenever would <laughs> whenever i heard any information about the loch ness monster i was so excited like again i was eight nine ten eleven years old so i was waiting man are they going to interview nessie so i could hear so i could hear nessie growl and 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 whine in a scottish accent because i'm super excited that's gonna be so fucking cool but then i got older and i realized damn Animals don't even sound like that in other countries. They just sound like regular animals. <laughs> the, the funny, okay, so here, here's, the, here's the, the topper. The funny thing is, is that <laughs> I believe that the animals that lived in the ocean, like the orcas and dolphins and all, you know, all those creatures that migrate and, and travel all across the oceans, that they would have to be bilingual, trilingual, or be very fluent in multiple languages in order for them to get along with other animals native to that country. So if there's an orca here in the States and they client, they go up to Canada, then they would have to speak whatever language or whatever dialect is happening in, in Canada. So that would be, that, that was one of the biggest things that I was so excited about. And I was like, God dang, man, how these animals are super, super smart. And I'm jealous because these motherfuckers are like multilingual and I'm over here and I, I'm only bilingual. Isn't that some shit? But then again, I got older and I realized, damn, that's not, yes, exactly. And Chihuahuas barked in a Mexican accent. I wouldn't know how to bark in a Mexican accent. I was going to try right now. I really was. But the only thing that was going to sound was, was cricket. I don't even have a cricket on my, on my, on my freaking, uh, audio effects. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to download some of this stuff now. But I mean, am, am, am I the only kid who thought that, that when we were younger with that, all these animals who flew or who migrated, who lived in, in different parts of the country, barked or made noise in their, in their accent to the respective country. I can't be. Jimmy, welcome to the live, you know, man, that was one of the funniest things ever. Was that was that ghetto talk about man? Everybody, everybody got so freaking uptight when when they realized that there was a, a chihuahua talking about yo quiero Taco Bell, and they called it they called it uh, cultural appropriation. They called it racist. It was I mean, 
Okay, maybe maybe now when we're older, it, it doesn't seem. I mean, okay, it doesn't seem racist to me still. I don't see it as racist. It was one of the funniest goddamn commercials I have ever seen in my entire life. It was you just have because it was ironic. It's like you have the dog a Chihuahua who is native country is Mexico, but then you have Taco Bell, which is not Mexican at all. It's like Taco Bell is the least Mexican food you can ever you can ever get. I mean, you can get. <laughs> You're right, he did sell tacos, but those weren't real tacos, man. <laughs> Is it, you can go get Mexican-style restaurant chips, and it would be more Mexican than Taco Bell. That was, the, that was the irony, and that's what I found so freaking hilarious, was you have a little chihuahua saying, yo quiero Taco Bell, and people got so uptight. It's like, yo, it's not, it's, it's funny, man. <sighs> but funny, a lot of funny things is, uh, is controversial now, but I never saw it as, as, as racist at all. It's crazy. It, 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 it's hilarious. It's... Thank you. Hey, you and me both, Jimmy. I'm a Latino as well, and I never found it racist. Ne just like I never found, I never saw, what's his name? Uh, Speedy Gonzalez racist. Speedy Gonzalez was my idol. I used to run around my backyard just like Speedy Gonzalez. Yepa, yepa, arriba, arriba. Orale. And I take off running, running back forth because I thought that I was 100% Speedy Gonzalez. And I realized that I was just slow. <laughs> See, Jimmy, I wasn't the only one. I knew for a fact. I think that was like something every Latino did. When, uh, when, when uh, we were kids, that we saw Speedy Gonzalez and we wanted to be just like him. And then I realized that I'm not Speedy Gonzalez. I was more like his homeboy. The one, what's his name? The, the Pablo or the Paco, the one that would just sat there and sleep all day and not do anything. That that was more me. I was not Speedy Gonzalez. I was not slow. I was more like average Gonzalez, like kind of fast Gonzalez. But I wasn't I wasn't Speedy at all. The only time I was Speedy, Slowpoke. Yeah, Slowpoke Paco. The only time that I was Speedy is when I was doing speed back in high school. <laughs> That's the only time that I can actually qualify myself as as, as Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Oh man, I'm having too much fun doing lives. I swear on everything. This is this is some fun shit. I should have done this a long time ago, but I didn't know that I could do it. But now that I know, it's gonna be like I said, like I mentioned earlier, it's gonna be a once a week show. I will do. Um, I do. I'm gonna do it on my day off. That way, I have more time to prep and everything. You know, Chihuahua, I, I, Chihuahuas are a very interesting dog. They they get away with murder. And people think that it's okay because they're small chihuahuas. It's like I always ask people who own chihuahuas that were super aggressive. It's like, yo, if this was a Great Dane or a German Shepherd, would you let your chihuahua, would you let your German Shepherd maul my face off like this chihuahua just tried to do? Like this chihuahua literally, literally tried to lick the back of my skull through my face after he ripped it off. And you're laughing and you're saying that it was okay. Dina Joe, I believe every Chihuahua that's ever been created in history are 100% mean. Even, let me see, I'm trying to think of, what was that Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Even Beverly Hills Chihuahua was mean. Nice. Chihuahua, was your dad mean? <laughs> Bear 35. <laughs> Oh man, I'm not calling your dad your dad a chihuahua. Your dad was a nice man. I I I I, I met him a couple of times. He was a nice guy. I liked him. 
So we're going to take another quick break. We're going to listen to Bob Dylan, one, one 15th Dream. I was riding on the Mayflower when I thought I spied to live. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Wait a minute, now. <laughs> okay, take two. <laughs> I was riding on the Mayflower and I thought I spot some land. I yelled for Captain E-Rib, I have you understand. Who came running to the deck, said, boys, forget the wheel. We're going over yonder, cut the engines, change the sails. Haul on the bowline, we sang that melody like all tough sailors do when they're far away at sea. I think I'll call it America, I said as we hit land. I took a deep breath, I fell down, I could not stand. Captain Arab, he started writing up some deeds. He said, let's set up a fort and start buying a place with beads. Just then this cop comes down the street, crazy as a loon. He throws us all in jail for carrying hoppers. Ah, oh, me, I busted out. Don't even ask me how. I went to get some help. I walked by Guernsey Cow, who directed me down to the Bowery slums, where people carried signs around saying, ban the bums. I jumped right in the line, saying, I hope that I'm not late. When I realized I had eaten for five days straight. to a restaurant looking for the cook I told him I was the editor of a famous etiquette book the waitress he was handsome he wore a powder blue cape I ordered some Suzette I said could you please make that crepe just then the whole kitchen exploded from down fat all right Bob Dylan 115th dream one of my favorite songs by Bob Dylan he's actually a really good songwriter Marcos32257, nice to meet you. Come back. Welcome to the club. About time. I sent you that uh, that link a while ago. And now you're just getting in. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I understand. I understand where I stand. No problem. So every every year, well, not every year, but what I've done on my podcast show previously, I've I try to name a handful of what I call cuddle movies for Halloween. Now, a lot of you are thinking, or I don't know, a lot of you, but probably thinking, yo, Grumbler, I don't want to hear you talk about some love movies after you just talked about $30,000 worth of porn. What I want to know is why are you having cuddle up movies when now that it's Halloween? Well, see, that's the thing. My top five cuddle movies aren't your your love romance movies, romantical movies. My top five Cuddle movies are legit horror films that I think will get your significant other into the lap. That's what I believe. And so, because it's, you know, like I, I've, I've been running my podcast now for just over a year and I've only done it once. So instead of doing it on the podcast, which I, I, I still might do it. But for the, for the most part, we're going to go ahead and drop down some 
See, I'm telling you, I'm trying to type. I have to, I'm trying to type and I can't, <laughs> I can't type and talk at the same time. So we're going to get into a, a few horror movies where I think that we're going to have a, we'll have, we'll have your, your significant other or your date hop up in your lap. No doubt. 100%. So my number five choice would have to be The Conjuring 1. The Conjuring 1, in my opinion, is one of the, the best new age horror movies out today. I, I think that the, the way that it was to jump scares, the, the concept of it was a really good movie. And for those of you who are kind of, not for those of you, but for those who, who date people who are kind of, eh, I'll watch a horror movie, but still get really scared, which are some of the best, best people to hang out with because it still it brings to life what horror movies are really about. It, uh, the Conjuring one, the first Conjuring was really good. It, it, it like I said, it had a good combination of eerie music. The soundtrack sounded pretty cool. The jump scares were really cool. And in my opinion, it would, if not at the very least, if it's not going to have your significant other jump in your lap or bury their face in your lap, at the very least, they're going to get cuddled up close to you for some close time. So in my opinion, the Conjuring one would probably be a good one. Again, Am I right or am I wrong? Again, I'm usually wrong when it comes to this stuff. Okay, so that thing popped up. I don't know how that came up. All right. So I think I think number five would be a good, would be The Conjuring. I think The Conjuring, again, would be a good one to get you cuddled up. All right. So, Jimmy, you want to be on the air. Let's try to get it on there. All right, Jimmy, go ahead. And what, what, what do you got going for me, bud? No, I was going to say, like, I, I totally agree with you, you know, as a horror movie um, lover. I mean, I, that's one of my favorite movie genres. I, I will sit there and absolutely watch. Uh, I'll sit there and watch, it, watch any movie, no matter how cheesy it is or how, like, indie film or B-rated or C-rated. Uh, number four, I think... And oh, by the way, one of the worst me? movies that I've ever seen has to be The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring 2 was one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my entire life. That is on my Yelp review 1010, do not recommend at all. I would not recommend that movie for anybody to watch. It was literally a waste of, of, of film. I don't know if, it, if a lot of people agree. If, if you don't agree with me, I do apologize because I think it was a really bad movie. I, I don't see it as a as a good movie at all, but that was a that that was a that was a that was a pretty bad movie. Not, and not not like dang, that's a badass movie, but no, it was just a a bad movie. It, it was just a it was just not a good. I'm I'm glad that they kind of saved it. On Conjuring 3. Conjuring 3 was actually pretty decent. It wasn't the best film, but it was way better than Part 2. And a lot better. It, it, it was a lot better than, than Number 2, by the way. See, my top worst films to watch I, with... I think I've done this on the podcast as well. If not, I might have done it somewhere else. I don't remember, but I, I think I remember talking about it. But my, my worst films that I've ever watched were The Conjuring 2, Slender Man... The Inkfield Inkfield Poltergeist. I haven't watched that one, Sarah. Is that a good film? Is that going to have your your significant other jump on your lap, or is that or are you saying that's one of the bad movies?
Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, the, the Ingfield case is there. You're talking about the Conjuring 2, right? Yeah, the, 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 the story, the actual story itself was a great, the, the, the whole, it's freaky as hell with the actual story. But the way that they did that movie was really bad. It was, it was, not, it was not well made. I mean, you know, me talking from, a, me speaking on an unprofessional, no type of movie, movie critic or movie directing bone in my body, you know, I just felt like it was, it was not a good film to watch. Okay, well, so you know, I'm going to give you one. I, I got to admit, when it comes to on this, if you do decide to watch the movie, the one, this is what, what really set me over the top. And again, I, I think I spoke about it on the podcast. One of the things that really set me off about that movie was at the very end when they were battling and trying to save the, the kid from being killed and being taken out, uh, the, the, the guy in my mind is drawing a like Ed, Ed Warren. Ed Warren, who was played by the, the, the bad brother on Aquaman. I can't think of the, the actor's name right now. But the kid fell out the window. He reaches over. Now, the kid is about, I think, early teens, about 13, 14 years old, maybe 12. Between 12 and 14, the kid weighs just over 100 pounds. Now, the, the actor who portrays Ed Warren, he is about six foot and probably weighs about 220 pounds. He, uh, we, uh... oh, no, I'm trying to connect it. Oh, now we're connected. Let's see, what, let's see what Jimmy has to say. Hey, Jimmy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. No, I was saying uh, that like, I totally agree with you. Uh, but, you know, as a person who's taking a, a, a quite a few film study uh, classes. Yeah, I don't know how to use this thing uh, yet. I don't know how to bring I can people tell in. you. Uh, no, nah, I'm here. Can y'all can y'all hear me? Hello? Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, testing. You there? Can you hear me? Hello? Okay, Bear says you can hear me. That's good. Okay, so... Uh, no, I was saying like you gotta you gotta remember like when they're making movies. Especially I wonder why if I based, can't hear him on my uh, end. Uh, based on, on actual events, they have to edit certain things because. Uh, oh, of, I know because what of did. because of family um, because the, with the family or the like victim's family, uh, it's at their discretion. They can only release they 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 choose to release only certain info. For the movie based on actual events so with that in mind you got to realize yes they're going to chop certain stuff out they're going to hollywood hollywood some of it up as, I, as they like to say in the business which is pretty much uh you know just making it spectacular with the cgi and all that stuff just to just to fill in the gaps and you know and um it's just the, it's just the way hollywood works you know because they have to be careful when they're making contracts making movies based on actual events because it is a tricky it's one of the most trickiest movies or films to make even documentaries as well because like like i said everything is based on the discretion of the family members the people who are part of it and and or the victims and or and or the victims family members it's all at their discretion what they want to release to these companies to make the movie so with that in mind that's why certain movies like the conjuring or scary movies like the conjuring or Amityville Horror, um, you really, I mean, uh, you really see like certain parts where it's really Hollywood up with the gore and the the special effects. And, you know, you can, I can promise you about 
75 percent of the time that you see something like on a movie that's based on actual events that's that's a horror movie that's really spooked like really really scary scary ugly looking more than likely didn't really happen that's just hollywood hollywood you know hollywooding it up making a movie to sell right the 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 ryan reynolds song that i mean the ryan reynolds remake of amityville horror i thought it was a great remake i thought that film was really really good the 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 conjuring though the one the part that really got to me was at the end when ed was hanging out the window carrying that kid out the out, hanging out the window and he was holding on to the the curtain and it was hanging on by one little ring and there was like 300 pounds being held on by the curtain on the ring that that's what really did me in with that movie i was like okay we can make yeah, it somewhat believable <laughs> For, uh, but over, overall, I mean, it, the 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 case itself. I've read the case over, and I actually I touched a bit on, on based on a little bit on my podcast. It's a freaky, crazy event. The investigation and all the evidence that was pointing was crazy, creepy. But I think Hollywood dropped the ball on the remake of it. Amityville was faked, Sarah. What? Oh boy, I tell you. Now I'm gonna have to redo my whole list because I thought Amityville was was good. We were ready to go on. What's your sources? Who who admitted it? What's your sources? I gotta see this. That was I read something about it where it showed the the original people who sold the house and other people around there were saying something about it was a delusion. On certain on certain schizo affective disorders, it was something around that way, and a lot of stuff was just pretty much premeditated murder. That that's what I read from an article. I didn't know who it was. It was an article from the Times or the AP. I can't remember where I saw where I read the source at, but I kind of just just admit, yeah, the murder was real. But they were saying that it had nothing to do with being possessed. It was actually a schizo affective premeditated type murder. But I didn't see. I kind of threw it out the window because I'm like, ah, Amityville's real. I, I feel, I feel it in my bones. I know it. Yeah, I, I heard that. I just wanted, I just wanted to know if they were gonna cite anything. But yeah, I've heard that. I've heard there was um, immense cover up uh, with investigations, and there's a lot of things that that goes into Amityville, and um, you know, it's it's one of those weird cases that. Uh, can you really believe that the house is haunted and these people had uh, had contact with the the dead? And, and how do you explain the priest saying that he heard a voice in the house? Uh, did they rig a, a sound system in there? Did, did they rig a bunch of machines in there to create certain effects? And I mean, it, it is possible. I mean, I have seen people, especially like special effects um, artists, they go into immense detail and... Uh, um, in creating these rooms and houses where they're setting up uh, to like trick people for, for like they're doing like a, a prank show and they hire these special effects artists where they go and soup up a house to make it look haunted and they put speakers like these tiny speakers all around the house to make it sound like the ghost is talking to them and projectors to project a uh, a ghost and right. you know it's just you know to me I find it I, I find it uh, amazing that you know, that these people can actually do that, you know, fake a, a haunting and and trick people to thinking it's real. It's, I mean, it's amazing how good they are at their, at their profession there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't doubt me, honestly. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did fake uh, uh, the Amityville. I mean, that would be the greatest 
I mean, I hate to say it that way, but not the greatest, but it, it, it um, that would have been the most craziest way to get away, to try to get away with murder, is to pull something off like that. If that's the case. Did they did they ever find him guilty for murder? That that guy they found him one hundred percent guilty without without insanity, without reasonable reason for insanity, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I remember hearing. I don't remember they found him guilty of the murders. That's another thing that I, that I need to check on. Oh yeah, one hundred percent bear thirty five. Uh, everything, anything to sell a movie. So welcome to the new two new well, people, absolutely. Alchemist, and I want to say Zavi. I think that's how you say it. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I, I think it is. Welcome to the to the live show. We're discussing some horror films right now, but next we are going to take a break, a short little quick break. We're going to, we're going to listen to Janis Joplin, Peace of My Heart. Right. Welcome, Spicoli. I think that's how you spell it. Spicoli? Spicoli? Janis Joplin with another piece of my heart. Probably one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite artists as well. So continuing down the list, I believe Insidious Part 1 was probably a really good one that's going to make your significant other jump on your lap. I think that I think that, mm -hmm. that it's one of those deals to where the jump scene, I mean, it's not so much as the movie itself was a, was a crazy, scary movie. I just believe that the jump scenes and the sound effects were really, really good to where they made it jumping uh, what is that like jump fest city and it, it's mm -hmm. one of those to where it's enjoyable and it's going to make it's going to make your significant other or your date at the very least cuddle up to you and jump into your jump into your lap if they are not very horror movie friendly so anybody else have any any requ not requests but any recommendations on what is going to get your date to jump on your lap for the for the Halloween movie fest. Uh, 
Could it be like indie or, or low budget? Anything in any any type of genre, any type of genre. Mm. Mm. Do y'all remember a movie called Ice Cream Man? No, but I know the song by Master P. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Master P. Okay, so it's an old old movie, old horror movie called The Ice Cream Man, and that one was it was made in uh, early '80s. I don't remember exact the exact year, but um, but that one was that a one pretty was like idea. trippy, gory movie that def definitely your date will cuddle up with you with that one. Just the overall theme with it. One of the other ones that was pretty freaky was uh, the dentist. The dentist was actually a good one that's going to make you jump up. Man, I didn't want to go to the dentist for the longest time after I watched that movie. Hmm. Yeah, that one was Speaking a freaky of, movie. The dentist yeah. part one was was not the business. Speaking of dentists, the one movie that really made me cringe watching was a movie called Teeth. <laughs> you know, I never clicked on that movie. I wanted to watch it, but I was like, eh, it doesn't it sound interesting. It it'll make you really think twice about 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 um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what's up, Jimmy and Graveyard? <laughs> hey, what's going on? Spicoli is it Spicoli or Spicoli? Spicoli. Spicoli. All right. How are you doing this wonderful morning or afternoon, depending on where you're at? I'm good. Good. Wait, what, either, there, there's what? a uh, there's a or there was he's dead now. His name was Henry Lee Lucas. Have either one of you heard of him? I've heard the name before. Sounds familiar. Uh, he's a he's a sick fucker. He ran around with this dude named Otis Tool or Otis Tool, however you want to pronounce it. But uh, they're from Texas, and that's where I'm from. And they had a thing on Netflix in uh. I don't know if it's still on there or not, but it was like a documentary of him. It wasn't any movie. It was all of like the interviews that the, the state troopers did or the or the Rangers did with him, with Henry Lee about where these bodies were. And he just, he would, you got to see it. He would tell them he took them all over the fucking place. There's a body here. There's a body there, here, there, 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 here, one over here, here. You know, I mean, it just went on and on and was, on. Were they mutilating the bodies or what? I've never heard of this now that I think about it. I thought it that, sounded that, familiar. That was the, the guy who confessed to about, about 600, 600 murders. Yeah, he, he went wild with it. He went up to like 100 or 200. He was full of shit on that one, but he did commit probably 50 to 75. Yeah, that was, that was around 50. He killed his own mother. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's wow, the guy that I remember sad. saying. He's a, he died in Huntsville, wasn't it, in prison or something like that? <laughs> yeah, he's in fucking prison. He was, yes. Yeah, okay. Back in the, the 80s and... uh. He died in, in Huntsville. Or, no, I don't know if he was in Huntsville. They only take – well, there's there's a few units in Huntsville. But, uh, That's crazy, man. I mean, there's units all over this fucking state. There's so many fucking prisons. It, it'd blow your mind. Yeah, it's a bunch. What part of Texas are you from, Macaulay? Yeah, yeah. Say again? What part of Texas are you in? 
the southeast. Southeast. I'm out here in San Antonio. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, yeah, I live out here in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in. You could just say, just say Houston. I'm not in Houston, but the Houston area. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a that's a pretty uh that's a pretty active area with all the all the goddamn hurricanes that hit that area. Oh fuck! You ain't shitting. This year was crazy. We had a uh, we had we had a storm trafficking city. Yeah, Yeah, we had an ice storm, and then we got got hit by a hurricane in one year. That that was nuts. Yeah, that was that was not good. Yeah, uh, Marcos, I think that's what it was. I think he was part of that serial tag team killer. I believe he was Henry Lee, and there's another gentleman, and they both got. They both got yeah. hemmed up and, and taken. Otis Tool. Otis yeah. Tool. Otis Tool. They were lovers, and it's a <laughs> bunch of sick fucking shit, man. If y'all want to dig into that, you make a show. You could definitely make a show, a uh, podcast about that. Let me look on, uh, mm-hmm. see okay. if it's up on. Well, uh, you know, speaking, speaking of serial killers and movies, like, uh, uh, not a lot of people know this, but like, a Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger was actually the way that character was written was based off of a real serial killer. Really? Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, he was he was based off there. So was uh, yeah. the killler so for was, for Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. So, yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street was, was based Ed off of Gene, serial killer. Was off of Ed, no. No. Yeah, it was, it was Ed Gain. Uh, I, I believe it was in Cambodia, I want to say. Uh, I remember reading an article saying that there's a family that came from, uh, uh, immigrated to the United States from Cambodia, and that there was some somebody going around murdering people. And a little boy who survived, him and his family who survived the attacks, the little boy kept saying that he kept seeing uh, the man in his dreams attacking him. And that's how, yeah. what's his name, got the idea of Freddy Cougar. Yeah, that's some pretty yeah. insane shit right yeah. there, man. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. All right, so... All right. Well, I appreciate you guys too. I'm going to go ahead and disconnect. That way I can finish up, wrap it up since I've been on here for an hour 40. So I'm going to go ahead and disconnect. Y'all, I appreciate your information. Next time I have in, I'll have more callers. So I appreciate you guys. And and for everybody's uh, reference there real quick, that there is a real place called Crystal Lake. By by no means, it's not affiliated with the Friday the 13th movies, but it's a literal place called Crystal Lake. And the bottom of that lake, they actually have a replica of Jason Voorhees tied down with chains. Oh, that's badass. What what state is that in? That is that's up north in. Let me let me find out real quick. Crystal in Illinois. Oh, see, that's definitely where I'm definitely have to go visit that place one there. So I'm gonna go ahead and disconnect. We're gonna take a short little break, and I'll be right back. Old town, in this old town. 
I guess I don't like the way we like to have a fun Cause I'm always out there and I'm on the run And I'm running and I'm gunning and I'm looking for a damn good time All right, and we are back was more like me. I'm back. So, I mean, if, if you're into gore stuff, I mean, there's some pretty gory movies out there that are, that are more than, more definitely going to be, I mean, I mean, there's not, a, not a lot of people are into the gore movies. I'm, I'm torn. I can't have too much gore, but I can have, I can, I can have a, a nice little, little mixture. Like one of the worst gore movies that I just cannot get into was. Oh my gosh! What is the name of that movie now? My mind went completely blank. It's about the foreigners that went in there. They got one of them was stuck into. Marcos, I actually saw it at your house one time. The Hostel. That's what it's called. Hostel. That movie was way too gory for no goddamn reason. That was that was just way too much gore for that movie, and it wasn't even that good to begin with. Let me see. So the Conjuring. Conjuring one, the Conjuring one was actually one that that was a really good one. Spicoli, he wants to come back on. You have one more point to make. All right, let's get your point on there. What's going on, bud? It, uh, right, you're on, you're on the air. There on Netflix. I don't know if you, any of y'all have Netflix. It's called. Uh, the confession killer, and it's Henry Lee Lucas. It's all real. It's documentary, and it will give you the fucking creeps. It it's it's some weird, weird, weird shit. Weird. So if y'all want to check that out, check it out, man. What was the name what? of it again? The confession killer and it's about henry lee lucas right, the confession killer right, i went ahead and put it in the it's, chat that way everybody can see it's it. all it's documentary it. it's all real it's it's no bullshit and it is fucking there's a few seasons it's uh i don't know hold on let me see here uh episodes and more let's see how long it's only one season, and there are five episodes. So it it is it's very interesting, man, and it'll really make you think. Because there was another guy that was a murderer, or a few of them. They're called the Forty Five Killing or the Killing Fields. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, you've heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, to check I don't those know out. if he did any of those or not, but anyway, no, I haven't done the that confession yet. killer. I appreciate that recommendation, man. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Yep. All right. So the, I was actually looking at that that Netflix documentary last night. No, oh, and we have another. Boy, I tell you, let me invite one more person on here. Oh, where'd you go? All right. Okay. Marcos, you're going to call back in. I was, I was getting ready to call you up or click on, uh, on the answer, but you hung up on me. God dang prank callers. All right. Oh, there you are. Okay. 
All right, Marcos, three two two five seven. You are on the air. What's going on? Truck driver out of Bakersfield, California. Grumble, I just wanted to ask you real quick in all seriousness. Conjuring 2, by any chance, were you watching it at the wrong time of day? You're going to have to roll up your window. I can't hear you. I said I'm out of Bakersfield, California, and I just wanted to make a comment on the Conjuring 2. By any chance, Grumbler, were you watching it at the wrong part of the day? Maybe you weren't watching it when it was really, really night. Maybe you were watching it in the day. What, 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 did you did you have because you know on some devices if you accidentally push play it kind of like fast forward it or speeds it up times two did you have it on regular speed the problem with the conjuring is that regardless of what part of the day it is it's always a bad day to watch it okay i watched it every time in reverse and i got the shit scared out of me. <laughs> the only way that i can watch that movie if it's not playing that's the only way i can watch it look here i saw the cover of it on DVD, and I had to turn it around because I got just I got shit scared out of me. <laughs> the only thing that scared me about that movie is the fact that they had a budget to make it. The only thing that was not scary about that movie is when I wasn't pushing play. I was in I was in tremors in the anticipation of pushing play to watch it. I don't think you watched the same. Did you, did you watch the, the 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 Spanish version of it? Because you know there's dubs. You really should check out the English version. Which was better acting on the voice actors than the original English one was. I beg to differ, Grumble. I, I, don't, I don't think you're watching the same movie I was watching. <laughs> all right, I'm going to disconnect you because whatever's going on in the background is murdering my ears, and I'm pretty sure all the rest of the listeners are, are getting migraines because of whatever's going on in the background. Hello? All right, Marcos, we're going to go ahead and disconnect you because we can't hear you with all the background noise that's happening right now. Oh, he's still at work. All right. So for those of you who are wondering why I was going back and forth with that guy, that's my brother. Marcos32257 is my brother. And I've always given him shit about him liking The Conjuring 2. Ever since he brought up that goddamn movie and I watched it, I watched it four different times. Again, the actual story of it, the, the research and the the information that was given on the original investigation of the Eldridge murders or the, the haunting poltergeist out there in England was freaking scary. The actual documentary and the actual research and, and reading material that was given was actually pretty freaky, but the movie just did not do the justice that I was hoping that it did, especially coming from The Conjuring. The Conjuring 1 was a great flick. The Conjuring 3 was a pretty decent flick. But let me see. Uh, Insidious 1, that's going to be a good one. If you're, if, I mean, you could always go with the classics. A lot of, I mean, I, I rewatched The Exorcist with my kids the other day and I got laughed at because they, they looked at me with their, with their golden brown eyes straight in my face and said, Dad, this was scary to you? Boy, I tell you, I never wanted to knock a kid out so much in my life. That thing scared the crap out of me. The Exorcist, I mean, I think mostly because we were raised, when I was a kid, I was raised in a hardcore Catholic family, and so all that shit was realistic. It's like, my, my mother spoke of, of people getting possessed like we were having menudo on a Sunday morning, just so casually. Oh, yeah, your Uncle Freddy was possessed by the devil again. What do you mean? What do you mean that, uh, that I was, I, it, it, my uncle is, 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 possessed by the devil again and so but getting that hype getting that hype up and then watching that movie as a kid i watched that movie when i was i snuck and watched that movie when i was eight or nine years old 
And that movie, I mean, that movie was frightening for me back when I was a kid. Now that I got older and I rewatched it, yeah, it's super, it's super cheesy. Super, super cheesy. <laughs> You're right, Dina Joe. She <laughs> she scared me too. I wouldn't take a bath. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my I'm pretty sure my mom scared me into not taking a bath only for the fact that she didn't want to watch me and she was worried that I might drown. I mean, I can't swim. So So uh that's uh I'm pretty sure that's the reason why I was scared for that for that reason. So so I wouldn't be watched so my mom can enjoy her her soap operas. <laughs> but the, I mean does do any adults dress up for Halloween still? I try to, but I'm usually working. 9 times out of 9, 10 times out of 10, I'm pr I'm usually I'm I'm working the entire time. And so I never get to really enjoy Halloween as much as I want to. I wanted to go as Bob from Bob's Burger. I mean, sweatpants, shirt, and just a comb over on the back of my head. I mean, although I don't, I have more hair than what Bob Burger, Bob's does. But I want to go as Bob's Burger. I think that would have been a really cool outfit. Or I could have went like a, we were. The, what was it? A, Dina was speaking on her on her show earlier about Moomoo's. The old man and and Dina were speaking about Moomoo. I could have so went as Homer Simpson in the Moomoo. That that's that's definitely what I was going to what I was going to go in was was a Homer Simpson movie. I would have gone the whole thing. But I have to work. I have to work Halloween again this year. I think this is now makes what am I? I've been working for a bunch of years. I think I think I've only enjoyed two Halloweens in my entire working career. And the first one of the first ones that I enjoyed was in the Pacific Northwest and it was about 31 degrees icy rain and a wind chill that was too goddamn cold for for me to enjoy any sort of Halloween festivities. My kids were wet and cold. We were trying to walk the block to get some candy and it was just miserable that night. And that is one of the reasons why I left the Pacific Northwest. It was is for that reason right there. All right, we're going to take one last break. This is going to be, we're going to listen to the Spaniels. Good night, sweetheart. An oldie, but a goodie. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you. I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. Baby, I just can't get right. Well, I hate to leave you, baby. Don't mean maybe because I love you so. 
And I'm back. I appreciate everyone for joining me on this live. I had a lot of fun. I, I didn't realize how much fun and how fast time goes by when you're doing a live. And now that I know, I just want to keep doing lives all the time. But unfortunately, my next live is going to be next week. I'll announce it on my Instagram and Twitter. It'll probably be, I'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off next week. That's going to be my new days off. So I'll probably do it on either Wednesday or Thursday. That way I can have one to two full days of podcasting and recording some more episodes. So I appreciate everyone. Thank you very, very much for, for joining me on this live. I greatly appreciate it. It's, it's one of the best things that I can do to interact and, and connect with my listeners and followers. So I appreciate it very much. Thank you, every everyone. Thank you for the gift, Marcos32257. I appreciate it. Oh, by the way, hey, man, quick note. Leave me in the chat right now. Did any of the snakes survive? That's what I want to know. For those of you who are, who are interested in buying, a, buying a boas, my brother is actually, he's a hobbyist breeder. I'm sure those of you who've listened to the podcast have heard the ad. So check him out on his Instagram. His handle is marcosromero32257. So go ahead and check him out. He has a range of different morphs and, and snakes that he is selling for ball pythons. I can never say that goddamn word. But to wrap up the show, I want to thank everybody. I appreciate everybody again. My podcast episode is going to be coming out this Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. It's going to be coming out Saturday. And then from then on, it's going to be every Friday. But other than that, I want to thank everybody again for their support and joining. And uh, that's it. We're going to wrap up the show. For those of you who are still in the group, let's go ahead and end the show with Santeria by Sublime. I want to thank everybody so much for joining me in my pod. Bye, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Everybody, I appreciate you so much. And I'm going to leave this song running until I wrap everything up. So thank you very much, everybody. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye.
Not to touch the earth, not to see the sun, nothing left to do but run, 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 let's run, let's run. House upon the hill, moon is lying still, shadows of the trees, witnessing the wild breeze, come on baby, run with me. Come on, 